Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. Today is going to be a solo episode. This is the first episode of four in a series that is going to highlight a case study. We've never done a case study on this podcast, and I'm very excited to bring this to our listeners. Over the next couple of episodes, we're going to work through a complex case that highlights both the physical and mental components of erectile dysfunction. I think this is an underappreciated feature of erectile dysfunction with too many men assuming that their ED is either only physical or only mental. It is my hope that these episodes will highlight the complexity of erectile dysfunction, what a multidisciplinary approach looks like, and how working with the right professionals can make a significant difference. In this first episode, I will outline the case, the client background, the challenges that I experienced with the presentation, and the areas of focus for treatment. The client has agreed to allow his situation to be used for these episodes. In an effort to protect his privacy, we will not use his name and have changed or masked some of the potentially identifying details. The client is a 31-year-old heterosexual male who came to therapy to resolve ED and a self-described fear of intimacy. Erectile dysfunction manifested as not achieving an erection in both a partnered and individual setting more often than not. There were no problems with maintaining an erection and no problems with decrease in rigidity. The client's fear of intimacy manifested through avoidance of both partnered and individual sexual activity. The client has not dated in several years and expressed a fear of disappointing a potential partner. He also avoids masturbation due to unwanted side effects until the desire or biological imperative overpowers the fear. Here is where the presentation becomes interesting and far more complex. The client reported that engaging in sexual activity, including masturbation, results in profound anxiety, panic, and physical manifestations of shortness of breath, dizziness, and passing out. As you can imagine, this is not a common presentation and was reason for concern on multiple levels. But before we get to this, let's cover some of the other background information that's going to be important to understanding this case. Who is this client? The client is a 31-year-old, generally healthy male. He is highly educated and is employed full-time, and he really likes his job. He experiences some work stress, but insists that it is manageable. He has no children and is not currently in a relationship. He says that he would like a long-term partner and would like the possibility of having children and establishing a family. He is articulate. He dresses well. He is a generally curious, introspective person, and he is open to feedback and interested in working on himself. When did the erectile dysfunction start? The client first noticed erectile dysfunction around the age of 18 in a partnered setting. 
Due to his religious and cultural background, he was denied proper medical assessment because he was not married. And at the time of this incident, he was living outside of the United States where this was an acceptable reason to reject a medical request. This was very upsetting to the client and caused the client increased anxiety and frustration. Erectile dysfunction persisted and became more frequent as his age progressed. The client was seen by a urologist about 14 months prior to seeking therapy with myself. He was medically examined and cleared by the urologist as no issues impacting blood flow or blood retention in the penis were found. The client did not disclose the panic symptoms to the urologist at the time of their meeting. Like many clients, he waited more than one year to schedule a therapy appointment out of fear of being judged and a genuine desire to resolve these issues on his own. When he was not able to, he eventually reached out for help. I I would suggest that the delay in seeking treatment may have impacted the intensity of the symptoms that he was experiencing and may have further compounded his situation. For anonymity reasons, we are not going to provide specific details about the client's cultural and religious background. We will share the relevant concepts that seem to be factors impacting his erections. The client immigrated to the United States as an adult from a non-Western country. He was raised with firm beliefs about the dangers of masturbation and that premarital sex was wrong and harmful. He was also raised to believe that masturbation is a weakness of the human will. The client reported an extensive history of anxiety symptoms, but was only diagnosed with anxiety shortly after arriving in the United States as an adult. Mental health was not a topic of conversation in his family of origin, so an extensive family history is largely unknown. However, the client does believe that other members of his nuclear family have anxiety. The client also shared that he dated a woman in college who was of a similar cultural background to him. They were sexually active, but only attempted penetrative sex once, which caused the partner significant pain, and the end result was that she blamed him for not being more in control of his sexual desires, despite her being the initiator and insisting on them attempting penetrative sex. This first experience absolutely left an indelible mark on the client. He also shared that he dated another woman from a similar cultural background after arriving in the United States. They were sexually active, including vaginal intercourse. The client experienced a lot of guilt about partnered sex. He endured heavy criticism from his partner and subsequently began to struggle with erections in a more significant way. The client has avoided relationships since then and has been single for over four years. He presented with numerous beliefs about the dangers of masturbation and unseen damage that it causes to the body. These beliefs seem to be a primary reason that the client was avoiding masturbation and became the understandable starting point or initial focus of our discussions and of the therapy process. Most of the beliefs were not grounded in facts, 
So psychoeducation and addressing misconceptions therapeutically and supportively would be part of the therapy from the start. The presentation of this case presented a number of challenges to myself, and I want to share those with our listeners and speak openly about them because I think that they're important to understanding this process more clearly. The first challenge I faced were the medical concerns. The client was experiencing fainting and dizzy spells following masturbation. To be honest, this was beyond the scope of what I can do and what I do. I recognized that these symptoms could be psychosomatic, but I was not in a position to determine that and really was not sure what to make of it. After consulting with a medical doctor, I referred the client to both a cardiologist and to a urologist and to the urologist who he originally saw. I want to emphasize two points. Number one, many patients do not report the full scope of what is happening for them. They often don't have the time or may not know what is relevant. I don't believe that this patient was negligent, but simply didn't recognize the significance of the symptoms or the specific connection to sexual activity. Second, while the patient was originally medically cleared, erectile dysfunction is still a medical condition. And sometimes, new information comes to light during therapy that necessitates further coordination between physician and therapist. This is important for medical and mental health professionals to understand, as well as patients. And this is what is meant by a dynamic process when it comes to treating erectile dysfunction. The second challenge was the cultural barrier. I would have to educate myself about the client's background. Admittingly, I'm not the most worldly person, and it took some research and discussion with the client to get a more clear understanding of where he was coming from and what shaped his life experience, his thoughts, and his beliefs. I think we have a tendency to believe that Western values are superior to other cultures. And it's important to recognize this bias within ourselves, to be curious and to be humble, and to try to understand and respect other cultural values. If we don't do this, we can't genuinely understand what might be happening in another person's mind and impacting their sexuality and sexual expression. The third challenge that I faced was balancing a responsible approach to the therapy while the medical concerns were being assessed and addressed. As you will see, a part of the therapy approach involved challenging the client's beliefs about his medical concerns under the assumption that they too were a manifestation of anxiety. These fears played a big role in the client avoiding sexual activity, a necessary part of being able to improve erections. The third challenge that I faced was balancing a responsible approach to the therapy while the medical concerns were being addressed and understood. As you will see, a part of the therapy approach involves challenging the client's beliefs about his medical concerns through both cognitive approaches as well as exposure. In this case, exposure would include engaging in sexual activity with the double goal of decreasing avoidance and anxiety around sex. Of course, without a clean bill of health, 
this would not be possible. So in the interim, the starting approach was to obtain a clear sexual history, track and sequence behaviors and thoughts, and provide accurate information and psychoeducation. These will be the building blocks of the psychosexual therapy process. In the next episode, we will talk with Dr. Robert Siegel, the original urologist and the urologist who followed up with this patient after seeing me about this case, what he found, and what he recommended for treatment moving forward. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know there is a huge mental component that goes into achieving an erection. Mark Goldberg, the certified sex therapist who hosts this podcast, felt as though this was a very underserved topic of education in men's health. That's why he designed Beyond the Little Blue Pill, the thinking man's guide to addressing ED. The course is designed to educate and fundamentally help you change the way you think about erections. Check it out at erectioniq.com front slash course. You can explore three modules of this course completely free. See if there's something in there that can help you. erectioniq.com slash course and you can learn more there. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit erectioniq.com.